This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Canes. Welcome to Episode 10 of Running with the Canes. I'm your host, Tim Continenza. It's Championship Saturday afternoon from the Peterson Events Center on the campus of Pitt University as the Canes will take on Quaker Valley for the WPIL 4A Championship. These two teams know each other well as this will be the third time they met this season. In the first meeting at Newcastle, Central Valley defeated the Canes 67-54. The rematch happened on January 29th as the Canes fell to the Quakers again, this time in overtime, 70-67. Today marks the third matchup for these two teams this year, and the third straight year these two schools meet up for the 4A championship in the WPIL. Highlights of today's game are courtesy of Trib Live High School Sports Network and WKST News Radio 1200. Now let's join my partner, James Donson, as he first talks to Mike Masterini, the head coach of Quaker Valley, followed by Ralph Blundo, the head coach of the Red Hurricane. Back on the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show with Quaker Valley coach Mike Masterini. Coach, it's another great year for the Quakers, another 21 season, and actually uh, the winningest senior class now in, uh, in Quaker Valley history. Just uh, talk a little bit about the, about the team this year and now being back to the for the third time. I, I think you always have to give credit. It's, it's difficult to get back, and I think to both teams in Newcastle as well, to, to, to get back to this game. It's a difficult grind, and so much credit goes to our senior class. And we have seven seniors in our program, and they obviously have been here through the ride through all three years. So extremely proud for them. Thank you. Guys, good. Uh, with that, you know, you said it right there. Now the third straight year, only the second time that's ever happened. Two teams meeting uh, three straight years. Any talk, especially amongst those seven seniors, about you know, getting revenge from the last two years of falling one game short? Um, I don't I don't know if it's really revenge. I think the focus is just on what happens today. I mean, we play them. This, this will be the ninth game we played in three years. So, I mean, both programs are familiar. The players are familiar with each other. The coaches are. And, you know, I think both schools have a lot of respect for each other. So, I think it's more just a lock on what we have to do today, uh, which is probably the right focus. Semifinals game uh, over Ambridge, a team you lost to twice in the regular season. You come back and get the one that matters most. Now the reversal of fortunes again coming here after beating Newcastle twice in the regular season. Uh, just, just talk a little bit about that, of you know beating a team three times and motivation, I guess, that way too, of you just went through it on your own end, not wanting to let it happen the other way around now. Yeah, absolutely. But the flip side of that and what we've been working on is, is the bigger games. This is our third where we've lost this game twice. So it's actually we have our own piece of that. It's the third time and they've beaten us twice in the championship. So we're actually using that as the third time game and not the regular season because whatever happens in those other games is actually irrelevant. So, so we're really third side is how we're looking at it because it's a championship game that counts. Talking with Quaker Valley coach Mike Mastriani. Coach uh, Ryan Sowers especially has had a, a great postseason run and really an incredible season, especially uh, uh, missed his sophomore season, I believe it was. And between him and Danny Conlon, a couple thousand point scorers, just talk about them leading that senior class. Yeah, extremely proud. Both of those guys have put in significant time and, and they've stepped up and taken on some different responsibilities with seniors do within your program. Um, 
their roles were completely different over the last two or three years. Um, but they're in a really good place, and obviously they lead us, and we're going to need them to be front today to be successful. Big difference from last year, though. A little bit of a deeper squad, uh, more off the bench this year. Let's talk about some of those role players. Yeah, absolutely. We play a lot different. When we were a smaller squad, we didn't go into our bench as much. We play nine guys this year. Um, we base a lot of it on matchups and then on defensive matchups. And then we have multiple guys at different spots. I think that, that makes us a deeper team, and we're able to sort of seek out who's playing better that night. We had a couple guys in the post, Christian Johnson, John, who do a good job for us at the five spot. And then we have a bunch of guards that include multiple seniors that, are, um, that play the guards. Well, it's a do theory of Casey Johns, our point guards, do a good job. And then seeing our senior guys are Quinn Hill, Cowworth, Jackson, Zornich, are experienced guys. It's their fourth year in the program. They understand the expectations. And then Danny and Ryan have their place to fit. So, so the mix has been really good to us in a very difficult schedule. Uh, also the athletic director at Quaker Valley. Talk about a little bit of that, the, the good and the tough parts of being both coach and AD at the same time, especially when you have to set things up here for getting down to the Peterson Event Center. Yeah, well, it's an extremely busy job. Any athletic director in Western Bay or anyone will tell you it's a busy job. But, you know, at this time of year when you're dealing with these type of things, that's actually the fun part of it. So um, it's good. I mean, our school's excited. I'm, I'm extremely pleased and, and excited about our whole athletic programs and all of our programs thrive and some really good people in place. Final question for you, Coach. Just uh, one or two main keys to be able to get Quaker Valley a championship here today. Well, we got a rebound. They're probably they're not the biggest team, but they're probably the best rebounding team, offensive rebound team. They really, really go get the ball. So it's key that you limit their extra possessions. And then you have to handle the press. Um, the press gets better as the game goes on, so you can't sleep. So you, you're, you're 32 minutes of press offense mindset, so you know you're not caught off guard. Um, and then you got to try to take any conversion away from them. So those are three difficult things, but uh, to beat a Newcastle team, you have to do all three well. Very good, Coach. Best of luck. Thanks for everything you do uh, for us at the network. Back in the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show, Newcastle head coach Ralph Blundo, coach, the uh, sixth trip now to the Pete uh, in nine years. Just talk about this program and, and what that means to, to do what Newcastle has done here. You know, I think there's probably somewhere in there uh, an expectation that's unspoken. I mean, we don't talk every year about getting to the peak. We just talk about doing things right and working hard. And I think sometimes if you do that and, and, and your players are good enough and you do enough right, you know, making it to the WPL championship is a byproduct of that. And, um, you know, we're proud of that, obviously, and we want to we want to keep that going for future kids. I'd love for all uh, of my teams to experience it because it is special. Talking at the beginning of the year and kind of like it was the beginning of last year, just a lot of, like you said, expectations, just not sure really what to expect with a, a team uh, with very few players who got a lot of playing time a year ago. Just talk about the development of this squad over the course of the season. Uh, I mean, it's been an up and down year, and um, you know, in a lot of ways. You know, I think we start to hear four and two, and you know, just struggled shooting the ball. So you know, and, and weren't really doing a lot right. And I just think it was you know a product of not. Of being inexperienced, inexperienced seniors, inexperienced freshmen, you know, inexperienced sophomores, you know, just we were inexperienced and we had to make mistakes to fix mistakes. And so we could watch it on film and see it and adjust and uh, get better. And I thought they did, they've done a good job of that throughout the course of the year. And actually, the better we shoot the basketball, the better we are. When we struggle shooting, it's difficult, you know, uh, but that's why you have to continue to control everything else. The, the rebounding and, and the defense has to be consistent. Uh, um, that way, um, sometimes you can overcome a poor shooting night. 
you mentioned the seniors, Payne, Dante, and, and Drew. Let's talk about their specific development, you know, and, and taking over as leadership roles as the season's gone along. Well, I think it's the first time in their lives they had to be leaders. So part of that process for us was nurturing them as leaders and showing them how to be leaders and, and get them to understand that there was a certain way that you had to do things. And we had our ups and downs and. Um, but here we are today, and I think they're in a good place. The semifinals against Highlands, we knew the run was coming eventually, uh, but able to get that huge lead early mm. and hang on down the stretch. Just uh, uh, really shooting uh, so well at the beginning of that game and, and getting that lead starting strong again has to be a key here for, the t- uh, for this afternoon's game too. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That was, it was a key that night, and it's a key again. You know, um, you know, the ball has to go in. You got to score points to win, and uh, you know certainly. The better we shoot it, the better chance we'll have tonight. Talking with Coach Ralph Blundo in the pregame show, third straight time now it's been Newcastle against Quaker Valley. It's only happened one other time in history, and you got to experience that with uh, Hampton three times in a row. So uh, I I guess uh, experience in that regard, too, of knowing it's tough to beat a team three times, and that works in both directions again, uh, again, just like last year against Quaker Valley. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's for the media and the fans and, you know, we don't talk about that. I mean, it's zero zero. Us and them, and all things are equal. Going into the game, and you know we're prepared. They're prepared, and the team plays better basketball. We'll win the game. Big court again with uh, space last year really hurt the uh, the shooting of Quaker Valley, but it's almost like a role reversal in terms of uh, a much more outside shooting team you have this year. Mm-hmm. Just talk about what it would take uh, in, in terms of preparation and what it means when you're playing on this bigger court. How do you adjust? To the uh, the different sight lines and stuff. Well, I mean, you don't, you just I mean, we, we shot it okay last year. We made enough to win. I mean, it's it is what it is. You gotta you gotta shoot the ball, rebound the ball, and if the ball don't go in, try to give yourself a second opportunity by getting to the offensive glass. Half of Lawrence County here wearing red in the Peterson Event Center girls game uh, here before us. Nishanik uh, and uh, Shady Side doing battle. But you know, talk about that, Coach G, and uh, being able to have uh, this shared experience here on some uh, some breakfast ball Saturday morning and early afternoon. Oh sure. I mean, we're so intertwined, Shannon and Newcastle. I mean, we touch each other. There's so many former Newcastle people that live out there now and have a relationship with us, and we're rooting hard for them. And Coach G, we've worked with her for years, and she's a, certainly a legend. I mean, she's done a great job out there, as she did a great job here at Newcastle. So excited for her, hoping that they pull off a victory. Last question for you, Coach. Uh, two teams obviously know each other, no surprises, a lot of respect between the two programs, but what's it going to take? Big keys today to be able yeah. to get a victory. They have to be really engaged defensively. If they score, it's got to be because they really made a play, but you know, that we contested really hard and well, uh, yet they still made the play. Uh, other than that, you know, we can't give them any easy ones because they're too good. Coach, great talking to you again. Best of luck here today. As they'll inbound it underneath the basket. They'll throw it up top, get it over to Burnett. Burnett gives a left wing or right wing to Sheldon Cox for three. That was NBA range three from the Pete. Newcastle with the first lead of the game. Drew Cox with the ball, top of the key. Rolls down the right lane, takes it to the hole, off the glass, high and in. First two-pointer of the game for Newcastle. And that's what I like to see more of, Drew Cox getting into the lane. Danny Collin with the ball between the two circles. Guarded there by Graham. Goes left side of Thero into the corner to Jackson. They'll give it back out. It'll roll to the lane. Shot taken. No good. Ball batted on the ground. It's picked up there by Quaker Valley. It's Thero with the ball. Drives baseline. Takes it underneath the hoop and up and in. Dutero, man, what a nifty little up and under. He's listed at 5'11", but man, he definitely does not look like he looks a lot shorter than that. 
Brown with the ball in the forecourt. Goes left side to Drew Cox. Into the corner. Now they'll give it back over to Burnett. Burnett works it outside to Mike Wells. Up top to Brown. Left side to Drew Cox for three. And in front of the rim, no good. Ball on the ground. Run down there by Weir. Out to Stowers. Stowers gets his block. Picked by Sheldon Cox. Sheldon Cox on the move. Stops and pops for five and in. Sheldon Cox now with eight in the ball game. And we're tied at 13. Collins with the ball in the forecourt. Collins. Looks like they'll play for the last shot here of the first quarter, down to 15 seconds. Thurl with the ball. Thurl gives it over to Zernich. We're down to 10 seconds. Give the ball to Thurl. We're down to eight. And back to Stowers. They're down to five. Stowers looking to make a play. Deep three, top of the key. Front of the rim, no good. Rebound there by Brain Prowl. And that'll end the first quarter as we are tied at 13 after one. You're listening to High School Basketball on News Radio 1200. WKST in the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Four minutes, 43 seconds remaining here in the first half. The Canes trail Quaker Valley by three, 20 to 17. On the court for the Canes is Drew Cox, Sheldon Cox, Dante Burnett, Payne Prowl, and Michael Wells. I haven't seen much of Mike Graham here in the uh, first now 12 minutes of gameplay. Bring the ball up for it will be Payne Prowl. She crosses the timeline. Brown with the ball, dribbling between his legs. Goes left side, gives it over to Drew Cox for three. Tees it up and puts it in. That's going to be key. Need to have Drew Cox shooting well from downtown. He's got seven. We're tied at 20. Down to two minutes, 10 seconds here to play in the second quarter. Over to Sheldon Cox, back to Graham, back to Cox. Cox bounce pass back to Graham to go left side to Michael Wells. Back to Graham, working inside to Brian Prow. Nice pass pass. Underneath the, is Drew Cox for two. And that's why you have Payne Prow working the high post. A point guard in the high post. Nice high-low play. And bring the ball to four court. Stowers for three. From the rim, no good. Rebound Mike Wells. Wells on the move. Down the right lane. Takes it to the hole. Underneath shot. Off the glass and good for two. Great play, great up and under to avoid the block too high off the glass to avoid the Stowers hit. 39.9 seconds on the clock here, left in the first half. The Canes trail by two, 28-26 to Quaker Valley. I got eight ties and seven lean changes so far in this first half. No team has led by more than three. Graham will bring the ball in the forecourt here as we're under 35 seconds here to play. Graham's going to dribble the ball between the two circles, top of the key. We're down at 25 seconds. As we're... Look like they'll play for the last shot. Graham with the ball. Down to 18 seconds. Quaker Valley in the 3-2 zone defense. Big, tall, lanky Stowers at the top of the zone. Down to 10 seconds. Graham looks to engage. Gives it over to Mike Wells. Into the corner. Sheldon Cox for three. High shot. Short of the rim and picked up there by Stowers. Stowers will get it. Long shot off at midcourt. And now end the first half as Quaker Valley will go into halftime with a two-point lead over Newcastle. 28-26. Drew Cox drives right lane. Takes it to the hole. No good. Rebound there by Colin. Colin will bring the ball in the forecourt. Colin... On the right wing, cross-court pass to Zernich, drives baseline, throws it back out, Casey John, right wing, 3-3, three, three, good. 
Only his 14 three-pointer of the year, but a big one there. Largest lead of the day for either team, Quakers by five. 31-26, Quakers with the lead. Graham with the ball, goes left side to Burnett. Bounce pass goes inside, stolen away there by Casey Johns. He'll throw it out, and it's stolen right back by Graham. Graham on the move. Graham brings it into the arc now, stops at the line, and brings it back out. With 3.44 here to play in the third. Graham with the ball between the two circles. Goes right side to Sheldon Cox. Back to Graham. Working left side of Brunette. Inside of the lane to Drew Cox. He'll stop and pop. A little five-footer. No good. Rebound there by Johnson. Out to Stowers. Stowers on the move. Stowers down the right lane. Off the glass and good. Ryan Stowers now with 16 points and a timeout on the court for the Canes as they trail now 37-28 with three minutes, 21 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Gaines with the ball in the forecourt over to Graham, working in the corner to Sheldon Cox, back to Michael Graham inside the prowl, back out to Dante Burnett, gives it over back to Graham. Graham with the ball, back to Burnett for three. Front of the rim, no good. Rebound there by Sheldon Cox. Out to Payne Prowl. Prowl for three. Back of the rim, no good. Rebound, she Stowers. Stowers will bring the ball in the forecourt. Stowers down the lane. Works left side. Takes it with the right hand. Off the glass and good. Impressive play there. Again, adjusting in midair. Almost shot it around the defender to be able to put that in. Ten-point lead. Graham with the ball, give it over to Sheldon Cox, right side for three, puts it in. That's a big one right there, first three-pointer of the second half for the Canes. Cox now with 13 in the ball game, 41-34. Graham will bring the ball in the forecourt. Graham with the ball, works on the left wing. He's guarded there by Johns, as he now works it back between the two circles. We're down to nine seconds. Graham with the ball, over to Burnett, we're down to five seconds, over to Graham, down to three seconds, back to Burnett, into the corner to Drew Cox, he'll take the shot, too late, runners the rim, falls off no good, but after three quarters, it's Quaker Valley 43, the Canes 34, listen to High School Basketball on News Radio 1200, WKST and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Eight minutes on the clock here to start the fourth quarter. The Canes trail Quaker Valley 43 to 34. In the third quarter, the Canes tried 10 three-pointers but only made one, James. And that, that's the, the situation right there. You have you know, Michael Graham doesn't shoot it very often. Payne Proud doesn't shoot it very often beyond the arc. They each had three-point attempts. Dante Burnett rattled out five different uh, three-point attempts. I, I, again, I think they need to work more on getting it inside to try to open up that outside game. Uh, Sheldon Cox with the only made three. He leads the team with 13 points on the other end. Find a way to stop Ryan Stowers. It's a nine-point deficit to start the fourth quarter, but this is, I think, every position big. This one especially to start the frame to get a little momentum for Newcastle. Burnett with the ball on the left wing. Works it down into Drew Cox. Puts it up and in. A nice shot there by Cox. And Cox now has 11 in the ball game. Almost like Coach Blundo heard me. Graham with the ball in the forecourt over to Burnett. Back to Graham. Working inside the arc to Drew Cox. Now back out to Sheldon Cox, over to Graham. Into the corner, Michael Wells will try a three, and puts it in. He needed that one, his first from beyond the arc. Wells with seven in the ball game, 45-39. Quaker Valley with the lead. Zernich with the ball as he crosses the time, well, hasn't crossed the timeline yet, now he does, as they get the ball over to Johns. Johns with the ball, gives it back to Zernich, over to Collin. Collin drives into the lane from the right side, shot taken, no good, rebound Michael Wells. Wells over to Graham, 
Over to Drew Cox. Cox brings it down the right lane. Takes it to the hole. Tries the shot. Blocked there by Stowers. No call. Stowers on the move. Stowers down the right lane. Stowers takes it to the hole. Off the glass. Good. Stowers with 24. And that's a big transition right there. As it looked like Cox had the step on it, but staying right with him the entire way was uh, Stowers and gets away with a, a lot of contact. No foul. Graham throws it into Drew Cox, who loses control, gets the ball, shovels it out to Graham, and Graham brings it back between the two circles. Over to Michael Wells. Wells gives it back to Graham. Right side to Sheldon Cox, back to Graham. Works it into the post to Prowl, back out to Wells. Wells with the ball. Gives it back to Sheldon Cox for three. Rattles the rim, almost in and out. Rebound by Drew. Drew goes up strong and puts it in. Second chance points. Huge, huge, huge points right there. Lead down to five. Zernix, John, Stowers, Collins, and Johnson on the court for Cavalli. Throw up high to Stowers. Stowers with the ball. Started it by Mike Wells. Drives left lane. Goes with the right hand. Shot taken. High bounce goes in off the rim as Stowers now has 27. Yeah, just an ISO play. He let him go one-on-one, -on -one and he got the friendly ball. Mike Wells for a deep three from the left wing. Good. Wells with 10. 50-46 is a four-point Quaker Valley lead. Three minutes, five seconds here to play in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. They bring the ball in the forecourt. Zernich with the ball as it's going to get trapped and off the hands of Zernich goes out of bounds as he got really tangled up there with the defense of the Canes and the Canes are going to get the possession of the ball. Yeah, I believe it went off of... Uh, Prowl and then right back off of the Quakers. Big possession down the four. And it's Michael Graham for three. Top of the key. Good. They left him alone. It's only his fifth three-pointer of the year. Much bigger than that one right now. Timeout, Quaker Valley. Wow. What can you say? 50-49. The freshman. Michael Wells hits the one last time down. Michael Graham, they left him alone, Tim. They yes, didn't they think did. he would shoot it. And he said, okay, I will. Top of the key. Drains it. Again, only his fifth three-pointer of the year. Wow. 50-49, 246 remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Canes trailed once by 10 points in the third quarter and nine in the fourth quarter has now cut it down to one. 52-49. Graham with the ball in the forecourt. Graham brings the ball in the over to the right side to Sheldon Cox. Back to Graham. Over to Drew Cox, left side. To Prowl, top of the key. Drives into the lane. Map back out. Drew Cox with three. Bingo! Drew Cox with 18. We're tied at 52. Throw in the corner to Collins for three. Short off the rim. Rebound there, Drew Cox. So the Kings can take the lead on this possession. We're tied at 52. 120 to play. Give it over to Drew Cox. Cox looks at a three, passes it up, works down the right lane, stops and drops, pops off the glass. Good. Drew Cox with 20. And a lead here for the Kings, 54-52. Kings lead by two over to Stowers. Stowers with the ball. Drives to the, down the right lane. Ball's on the ground. Stolen by Powell. Out to Mike Wells. Wells left lane. Off. Out of the rim. Good. 56-52 Kings. The shot rebound there by Stowers. Stowers bring the ball in the forecourt. Stowers stops and pops for three. Front of the rim. No good. Rebound there by Collins. He'll try a three. Fade away. No good. Rebound by Graham. We're down to 16 seconds. 
say Michael Graham, or excuse me, Michael Wells is fouled with the ball, and Michael Wells will go to the line. Wow, what an ending here we got at the Peterson Center. All of a sudden, Quaker Valley can't hit the shots from beyond the arc. Conlon's fading away on his last couple of attempts. Burnett's going to check in for Drew Cox with 16.1 on the clock. It's still a one and one Still lots of time left to go. Well, or Mike Wells went to the line late in the semifinal game. Now a chance to ice it. He shoots from the line and puts it in. He's a freshman. He's got ice water in his veins. Lead up to five. Wells with 13. Mike Wells looking to complete the pair at the line. He looks and shoots and does. Mike Wells with 14 and it's 58-52, 13 seconds to play. Stowers down the side, playing on the right side, off the glass with the right hand, good. Stowers now with 31 and a timeout on the court with 8.9 seconds. A four point Kane's lead, 58-54. Let's see how they handle it. 9.2 seconds remaining. A four-point Canes lead on the court for the Canes. Michael Graham, Drew Cox, Sheldon Cox, Michael Wells, and Payne Prowl. For Quaker Valley, it's Collins, Johns, Zernich, Stowers, and Johnson. Drew Cox gets it into Sheldon Cox, and he's fouled immediately with eight seconds remaining. And the best three-throw shooter on the team will go to the line here for the Canes. 80% free-throw shooter, and I know right now, whether he wants to admit it or not, I'll bet he's thinking back to the late free-throw opportunities he had at Quaker Valley. Yes. Now he had a chance to ice that game. He has a chance to do it right here. First shot is hits the rim and bounces in from the front side. 59-54, five-point lead here for the Canes. Sheldon Cox, second shot is through. Sheldon Cox, now with 15, 60-54. Stowers with a deep three, back of the rim, no good. Rebound there, Drew Cox, time runs out. The Canes have three-peated at the WPIL for a championship as the Canes come away with a 60-54 victory here at the Peterson Event Center. Wow, what a ball game. What a comeback here by the Canes. They end the game on an 11-2 run to win by six. The three-peat at the peak over oh the Red Hurricane. And guess what? Now Ralph Wando 6-0 in championship games as head coach of the Red Hurricane. Oh, what a game to witness here at the Peterson Event Center here today as the Canes come away with the victory, 60-54. to 54. Wow, I, I'm almost speechless here, uh, James. I mean, this was a heck of a quarter as the Canes outscored Quaker Valley 26-11 to come away with a 60-54 win. An unbelievable comeback. Never give up attitude. Uncommon effort to say the very least. And uh, in the end, Newcastle was not hitting their shots early in the contest. They started hitting them in the fourth quarter when Quaker Valley needed it. They could not get them to fall. Listen to the crowd. These seniors, they've earned it. This team has earned it. But it was a couple of freshmen making some shots as well to make this a three-peat situation for the Newcastle Canes. Speaking of the freshman, Michael Graham hitting that three 
in the fourth quarter that started this run. And it was just an amazing three. They left them open. He says, all right, I'll take it. And all of a sudden, the bucket started to fall the rest of the way through. I mean, that was like one of the key shots in this fourth quarter that I thought that was really opened up the scoring here for the Canes. And he did not score much throughout the course of the year, especially from the field. He's been the distributor. He's been the point guard. But he knew, as he has all year, when he has that chance, he can go and knock it down only his fifth three-pointer of the year. But, man, is there one much sweeter than what he just got. The final score in the 4A WPIL Championship game. Newcastle, 60. Quaker Valley, 54. Leading scorer for Quaker Valley was Ryan Stowers with 31. For the Canes, Drew Cox had 20. Sheldon Cox with 15. And Michael Wells with 14. Quaker Valley finishes the WPIL part of the season with a 21-4 record. While Newcastle captures the third straight WPIL championship and improves to a 21-4 record. Both teams will move on to the PIAA championships. Now let's join Ralph Blondo and the senior class of the Newcastle Red Hurricanes at the press conference after the Quaker Valley game. Um, for a while there, they had a pretty good advantage in that regard, but uh, late in the game, um, you know, pressure bothered them a little bit. And then they started knocking out shots, and that matters. They start out the second half, something like uh, two for 13 from three-point range, and then you start to hit them at the end. Right, yeah, we didn't shoot a while. Um, but I'm not really these guys are good shooters, and uh, we're not going to change the way we try. We kept shooting, and uh, eventually knocked a couple down, and uh, Drew knocks down a big one, Sheldon. Uh, my freshman knocked down three, and Mike Wells knocks down two, Michael Graham knocks down a huge three. And, you know, they're just 14 years old, you know, and to step up uh, like that, uh, it's pretty impressive. Ralph, a year ago you sat up here and you had tears in your eyes after you won that, that one. And you, now you've got six and they've all been different, but is this one... Not have been like this. Not even close. Um, it's been a lot, you know, it's been a completely different year for me, taking a completely new group of kids with, you know, inexperienced seniors, uh, great young men, but inexperienced nonetheless, and a couple of freshmen, sophomores, and a brand new player, and um, <clears throat> it was a challenge all year for my staff and I, and uh, stressful, it was difficult. I think that's probably the best way to say it, it's been difficult, but uh, you know, we just kept fighting, and you just try to keep pouring into kids the best you can and, and hope that they continue to respond and learn. And I think just sometimes when you're young, you have to make mistakes before you can learn. Uh, we made our share. But this game, though, this one, compared to, I mean, down 10 in the third, down 9 in the fourth. Uh, well, I, I know my guys aren't going away. I mean, I, my Everyone team, knew you were going to have a run. Right. I mean, we're going to fight the whole time. Um, you know, but... You know, again, you know, we talk so much about, you know, doing the controllable things right. But at the end of the day, you know, those guys made shots. I mean, so the credit goes to the players. I mean, they, they made shots in order to turn the game and get the momentum going the other way. And I think with the history of things, um, it, that made it a little more difficult Quaker for Quaker Valley, you know, when we started coming. Asked you after a Highlands game the other night, the historical aspect, but now you're here. I mean, you know, 25, 26 years ago, nobody thought 
few thought that Farrell might uh, get caught someday, and now uh, you guys have caught him now. Well, I mean, for, for someone like me who grew up watching Farrell sharing our equipment of the old Section 3, I mean, I mean I'm awfully proud of it. I wasn't aware of it until someone printed it, but uh, I mean, for Newcastle, I mean, the history of Newcastle basketball matters to us, and we've always kept a great connection to the past, always, because I think once you create that disconnect, it's hard to get it back. And, you know, to win 13 championships and beat it with Farrell, you know, I mean, it's Farrell. Is there a sense that maybe you guys are more dangerous when you're down and, and a little bit desperate late in the game than when you're trying to maybe protect the lead or trying to hold the team back? <laughs> you know, we're 25 games in the year and I still don't have a pulse for this team completely, you know. If I'm being honest, you know, it's that kind of group, you know, but there's all kinds of ways to win. And uh, this group is different. They're unique in their own way. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're WPL champions just like the rest of them. And uh, so I don't know if that's the case or not. I know that uh, when our backs are against the wall today, uh, we come out fighting and we kept fighting uh, until we won. Any of you players ever in? Was there any, any point in that fourth quarter, a basket, a possession, that just charge you guys and you said, we can do this, we got it. When my Graham hit a three-pointer, it was like his first one of the season. <laughs> was it his first? Was it no, it was like fifth, but it was a big one. We knew it was a good shot. Yeah. I think you guys set that up with the trap. You uh, trapped the uh, Quaker Valley guy right in front of the scores table. He walked in there. I mean, they, they split the top and he walked in. But what I know about Mike Graham is that he's a good shooter. I know that. He's just young and finding his way. And, uh, but Mike Graham's a good shooter. So when the ball went in, I wasn't surprised. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, the. Um, Even going back to the old Newcastle days, with that one-two-two as cause problems, David Young and these guys, and was that a big factor today? I mean, you didn't throw it out them until you needed to. No, it was actually Coach Kelly. Coach Kelly suggested that um, we had gone 31. We thought maybe we could go some uh, full court pressure. Um, we got beat on the back end twice, and, and let's, let's let's think about uh, going one-two-two a little bit. And, yeah, that's been a staple here, and I think if you use it uh, too much, you know what I mean, teams sit in seams and, and, and get you, but we were able to spot it, I think, at the right times uh, and um, at the end of the game. And I think, you know, more than the trapping and the turnovers, it just kind of slowed down Stowers a little bit. Um, even when you had the ball out front or if he was open, they had a hard time finding him. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely was a big part of the game. Uh, in terms of us, you know, coming back. Any questions for these young men? Guys, guys go ahead and chime in. Uh, um, wearing the gold medal around your side. I, I didn't play my best by basketball today, but like I knew all my teammates would have my backs. Like everybody hit big shots when we needed to. 
I wasn't really hitting today, but that's all right. Drew stepped up big. Like, last game I had 18 and Drew had four. This game, I don't know how many Drew had, but I had three. This is uh, your third straight championship, but you guys are replacing the entire, you know, starting lineup from last year. So as this one has to be extra special for you guys, right? All right. Um, it was pretty special because it was cool watching, like, our older like friends like Gino, Stone, and Marcus Hooker and Carrington win championships like while they were starting. But knowing like we had our chance to start our senior year, it was pretty cool. It was pretty special because there was only three of us, and there was really there were, we were only the three sophomores two years ago. It was pretty different. It's also good to um, call on these medals that I got one, and this is my medal, and no one can take that away from us. For us all. Did you get one the other? Yeah, but I think it's that just wasn't yours. Part of the way that much of what we talked about this year is that I really wanted the, these three guys um, to, you know, have, to say they have their own. I don't, I don't know what maybe the appropriate words to say. Um, but, you know, so these are the seniors of this class. These are three starters in this class. It hasn't always been easy for these guys. Um, but they kept grinding, they stayed the course where maybe other guys in this class did, their class did, there's only three of them. And now they have one to call their own uh, completely. And um, it's forever, I mean, you can't take that away. Guys, you guys were uh, down 41-31 inside of two minutes in the, in the third quarter. I'll start with the guys on the left wing first. And, and all of you chime in. What, what's going through your mind? You're looking up at the, at the clock and down 10. How do you guys feel? What do you guys feel you need to do? Well, we knew we had a whole other eight minutes to prove ourselves, and we knew we have each other. So if we just uh, played together and kept composure, while well, like we try to make Quaker Valley lose their composure, if we just fought a little bit more, the game would be different. That's kind of what happened. Yeah, one of the um, things that went around the board uh, pregame was composure. <coughs> And that was huge for us because the other team wants their composure, and we didn't while we were down. We told us that was going to happen. And we know if we uh, st stuck together a whole uh, game, we would come out with a gold medal. My thoughts were uh, they got to get stops. The shots were going to fall eventually, and they did. But I was thinking we had to get stops and stops and stops from the defensive guy. I was thinking, man, this is really close to getting away from us. I mean, that's what I was thinking, you know, that uh, we had to find the next bucket at that time. You know, that thing goes to 12 or 13, now they can space the floor a little bit. You know, it was going to be really hard. Um, that was probably a pivotal point in the game. What changed defensively in the fourth quarter to limit them to only 11 points in that fourth frame? Well, I think the half-court shots, or the half-court trap, and then uh, what obviously was, was I just think we were more engaged defensively, you know. Uh, throughout the course of the game, again, there's a lot of inexperience on the floor. I mean, we had moments. The game is kind of a microcosm of our season, man. Uh, and there, were, there were times where our guys did some things controllable that really disappointed me, um, and they know that. And, uh, and then there were great moments, you know, and, and that's kind of been – this team doesn't flatline, you know. They are up and down. And, um, it's been a challenge to, 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 to keep them in that right place. But uh, I think that we were just more engaged. And then I think late when we, when we got it going the other way, then maybe Quaker Valley took some tough ones, you know, or, or we did a good job of contesting shots.
a guy like Stowers is just, you know, lightening up from the floor for Quaker Valley. How, how do you approach trying to limit him? I hope he misses sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming at you. He's long. He makes, uh, you know, he's great with his creative finishes on both sides, right and left hand. He has an unorthodox shot that allows him to, but makes it at 6'5 long, makes him even longer um, because it's a tough contest. Um, and he's got, he has an all-around game, but I, I think his rebounding really controlled the game for the first three quarters. <clears throat> he really rebounded well. Any other questions? One more for the boys. 6 and 0 in championships in, in nine years. Talk, talk about your coach and what, what, that, what that is. He's the greatest ever. <laughs> well, if we listen to him, we know like we, what he expects of us. We just have to like apply pressure and it'll work. Try to win, try to never lose a championship. This this not um, a game. It wasn't just for us, it was for coach too. But it's more than just the championships. Like he teaches us so much, not just basketball. It's like it's real. That's the podcast for episode 10 of Running with the Canes. My thanks goes out to head coach Ralph Blundo and the entire Newcastle athletic program and congratulations to the Red Hurricanes for winning their third straight WPIL championship. My thanks also goes out to my broadcast partner, James Donson, the Trib Live High School Sports Network, and WKST News Radio 1200, and you for most of all for listening. We'll continue to cover the Canes as they continue their season with the PIAA championships till episode 11. Peace. This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Kane.